just like the ones I used to know. Where those trees are, listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow. Yeah, there's just something about uh, the Drifters, White Christmas. Good morning, this is Ehud, son of Dennis. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the non-white Midwest at this point. And uh, hoping for a white Christmas this year. That would be something special. We haven't had one in... Jeez, uh, I, I gotta think. We lived in West Michigan uh, prior to the last three years. And even there, the last couple of years, we did not have a white Christmas. Uh, and so, you know, things are on the horizon that uh, could really upset the apple cart in a lot of ways in this country. And in, uh, oh, this life, right? But Christ, but the Son of God came to earth a few thousand years ago couple thousand years ago in the form of a baby born in a manger and this whole story is going to play out as it does every year uh, over the next month and a half and it's a beautiful thing people it is it is the thing that you need to put your faith and trust and hope in um, because there is nothing else you can put your faith in other things. You can put your faith and trust in evolution. But when you die, you're going to realize the error of that way. And I really think all these other religious endeavors, especially Mohammedism, you're not going to wake up in the place you think you're going to, I don't think. Because um, I think the folks that are trying to tell you that there are many ways to God are are wrong. God provided one way to him, by him, and uh, through his son Jesus Christ. And that's what, what that's how we roll and it's a religion. So be encouraged this day. If you know God, that you are traveling the right path. You're traveling the path that will lead to life. Because the rest of the roads lead to death and eternally so. And how that works, I do not know. I don't think God really explains that from a scientific standpoint, but he just says and I believe. So we uh, are traveling through the Bible. We're taking it one chapter at a time and we are in the book of Genesis. We started with the creation of mankind, went through the flood, went to Abraham's family, and we're going through that. Now we are down to Isaac, uh, Abraham's son, that the line of Christ comes through. And so we are going to continue uh, watching his story. 
And in Genesis 26, it says this, Now there was a famine in the land, beside the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and will bless you. For, for to you and to your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and will give to your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, so Isaac settled in Gerar. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say, My wife, thinking lest the men of the place should kill me because of Rebekah, because she was attractive in appearance. So he's going down the same road Abraham did, isn't he? When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of the window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. I think in another version it says frolicking. But So Abraham called Isaac and said, Behold, she is your wife. How then? Could you say, she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought, lest I die because of her. And Abimelech said, What is this that you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land, and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord had blessed him. The man became rich, and gained more and more, until he became very wealthy. And he had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants, so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servant had dug in the days of Abraham his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, you are much mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley, he found that there was a well of spring water. The herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Esek, because they contented with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he, all, or he called his name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called his name Rehoboath, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham your father. Fear not, for I am with you, and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. And when Abimelech went to him from Gerar with Ahuzad, his advisor, and Philcal, the commander of his army, Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there be a pact sworn between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do to us no harm, as we have not touched you and have not done to you, done to you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. And in the morning they rose early, and they exchanged oaths. And Isaac went with them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. 
That same day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well that they had dug and said to him, We have found water. So he called it Sheba. Therefore, that is a cool name. The name of the city is Beersheba. To this day, when Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Berean, a Hittite, to be his wife, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. Hmm. That's interesting. All of a sudden, he's done with the Abimelech story and just goes right into Esau doing stuff. So I think we're going to see more about that uh, in the next chapter in 27. So, But... You know, you have a written history, a written account of uh, this earth, at least through the Abrahamic covenant and those people. And uh, we should really pay attention to that, I think, because we don't have that anywhere else. We've got some older writings from some other societies that we can glean certain things from. But, but this is a consistent narrative, folks, the Bible. And uh, I have the privilege of reading it to you all, which is, uh, it brings me great joy. Lord, uh, bless this day, keep it, and uh, let, us, let us who trust in you walk worthy of that trust, Lord. And um, with a desire to draw more people to you and uh, to see people blessed and to see you honored and glorified. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Well, have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Try.